The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6. Thank you very much. If you have it, shout aloud, amen. amen. But this I say. So listen to what he's saying. He that sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he that sows bountifully, what will happen? You know, he, he ought not to say much more than that. He went on to say a lot of things we are going to read, but a word is good enough for the wise. Quick question. Let me see how wise we are this morning. Which category should you and I belong? The category that sows parily or the category that sows bountifully? Uh. So let each one give as he does what proposes in his heart. Not grudgingly of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all favor, abound to you. That you, with all favor abounding to you, will always have all sufficiency in all things. And that you, with all favor abounding to you, may have an abundance for every good work. There's a problem when a child of favor does not have an abundance for every good work. Because there should be no reason under heaven why it should happen. It tells us how to make it happen here. As it is written, he has dispersed to the poor. He's quoting the psalmist here. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Verse 10. Now may God, he who supplies seed to the sower... And bread for food. May that God that supplies the soul and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown. Hallelujah. And may He increase the fruit of your righteousness. Somebody say loud amen to that. Amen. While you are enriched in everything, not just in the seed you have sown, but every other thing beyond the seed you have sown, while you are enriched in everything for this purpose, all liberality, which causes thanksgiving unto, thanksgiving through us unto God. For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgiving to God. Why through the proof of this ministry, this ministry of giving, because that's what he was dealing with here in chapter 8 and chapter 9. They glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal sharing with them and all men. And by their prayer for you, who long to see you because of the exceeding grace 
Somebody declare that's what I have, exceeding grace, exceeding favor, bountiful favor, all the favor that God has, all the grace that God has. Say with me, that's my portion. So by their prayer for you who long for you because of the exceeding grace of God in you, verse 15, let's all read it together. Thanks be to God for this or for his indescribable gift. Father, we ask that you bless the reading of your word again this morning and send your word to us, grant us understanding, grant us illumination. And as we've been discussing, help us to walk in the fullness or the colors of favor. Let us just not be beneficiaries of your favor, but help us to manifest it. Let the color and the beauty that it brings be evident in every aspect of our lives. We ask that you grant us wisdom to walk this out today and forever in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. High five your neighbor, and then you can be seated again in God's presence. Praise God. We've been teaching on the colors of favor all month long. And now that we are at the end of the month, we want to start wrapping up what we are teaching. We started by reminding ourselves that favor is miraculous. There's a problem when a Christian starts looking for miracles left, right, and center. Running after miracles. There's a big problem. One of the things it speaks to is that person doesn't know themselves. Now, don't get me wrong. We will always be in situations and circumstances in our lives where we need a miracle to manifest. Like the couple that testified this morning about how God blessed them with that beautiful baby. You will always be in situations like that. What we are talking about is when situations like that come, how do you respond? Do you remember that you already have favor with God? Or do you think you don't have favor because a problem has showed up and you are now running from pillar to post? Today you are in this church, tomorrow you are in that church, today you are in this prayer meeting, tomorrow you are in that prayer meeting. There's a problem. And it's basically a problem of lack of knowledge and lack of understanding. So we said, you already have favor. That is so important. That you are a prisoner or that you are a slave in Potiphar's house, like Joseph was. We talked about Joseph extensively on Wednesday. It doesn't mean you don't have favor. That you have financial challenges now. It doesn't mean you don't have favor. That you've been waiting to have children for six years. It doesn't mean you don't have favor. The appearance of disfavor is not the evidence of lack of favor. In fact, as a believer, when things that look like disfavor are showing up in your finances, in your marriage, concerning your health, concerning your ministry, this is one of the most important things you must remember and be strong in faith about. I have favor with God. In fact, I have exceeding favor with God, just as I am. 
I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. Like Jesus has favor, I have favor. Right here and now. It's not something I'm going to get. It's something that has been given to me. You need to be grounded in that. So when we teach Christians about favor, we are not talking about something you don't have. Hallelujah. We are talking to you about something you have that you need to learn to manifest a lot more. Praise the Lord. It's like a piece of cloth in my wardrobe. This wasn't what I wanted to wear this morning. So I could have actually come to church. Or let me say it this way. There are many pieces of clothing in my wardrobe that I'm not wearing today. That I'm not manifesting that suit or that attire does not mean I don't have it. Hallelujah. I've just picked this one to manifest. And that speaks to why the teachings we've been doing is important. You need to know how to manifest your favor. This is what the Bible said about Jesus. He grew in favor. He already had all the favor. He, when they say you are growing in favor, you are growing in your manifestations of favor. And we've shared several things. I want to teach something else about favor this morning. By the way, if you missed the messages, please get them. Get them, get them, particularly the midweek services, and always do your best to be here for midweek services. Let me start by making this declaration this morning, or let me continue. I believe I've already started. Um, we have been given a perfect gospel. It has been, what has been handed to us, the gospel of our Lord, it's perfect. Again, Luke 1, 16, 17. The law came through Moses, but grace or favor and truth came to Christ Jesus. And each one of us, of his fullness, we receive abundance of, from favor to favor, blessing to blessing, gift upon gift. It is a perfect gospel. The word of God that has been given to us is perfect. By perfect, I mean you don't need to do anything else about it. In the state it is, as you receive it today, it is finished. It is perfect. They don't need to improve on it. You just need to know how to walk in it. It's already perfect. The Holy Ghost that was put inside of you the moment you got born again is a perfect Holy Ghost. We don't need Holy Ghost 2.0. Like they do softwares or they do cars. So 2019 Mercedes-Benz is a major improvement to Mercedes-Benz of 1965. Am I right or am I right? That is not how it is with the word of God. We have not had to update the Bible from the day it was originally written. It is perfect. God has not needed to send another Holy Ghost reloaded. Since the first day the Holy Ghost came in Acts chapter 2, he is perfect. The blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary's cross, it's a perfect blood. We don't need Jesus to die again. Hallelujah. The covenant we have with God in Christ is a perfect covenant. Perfect covenant. The kingdom of God is a perfect kingdom. Nigeria is not perfect. 
And as the United Kingdom has been showing us, we can see the flaw in their imperfection. Hmm? They're looking for another prime minister now. And my suspicion is the next guy too is going to struggle. But there's nothing like that in God's kingdom. The power of God that we have is a perfect power. Hallelujah. The glory of God that we have is a perfect glory. The person you are now in Christ. Pastor May was talking about this last Sunday. One of the ways we are courageous is when we realize who we are in Christ as new creation. The new creation is perfect. If you are truly born again, that new being that God created out of the old person you are, that new creation is perfect. Hallelujah. You can see where I'm going this morning. Or you can't see it yet. The wisdom of God is perfect. God doesn't have to get wiser. Ah, man. The economic challenge in our father's days. It wasn't as bad as this one. So God needs to now get wiser so he can know how to deal with the economic challenges of 2019. No. We can use the wisdom of Solomon. The wisdom of Abraham in Genesis, the same wisdom Abraham used to combat the famine in Genesis, to deal with the famine in 2019. It's a perfect wisdom. And bless God, the favor of God that we have is perfect. God's grace is perfect. Doesn't need an improvement. Praise the Lord. However, like we've been saying all month long, our response to this perfection that has been given to us is of utmost importance. How you respond to the word, how you respond to wisdom, how you respond to favor, what we are teaching this morning, that's what's of utmost importance. You can have a perfect favor, and your response to that favor can ruin everything. That's why we teach Christians about favor. Not to tell them what they don't have. Can I hear somebody shout again, I already have favor with God. Like Jesus has it. You know, I'm saying it over and over again because someone hasn't gotten into their spirit. And this is how you get into your spirit, by confessing it. Say with me, there is no other ounce of favor God has that is not already my possession. However, how I respond to that is what is important. I woke up this morning and this thought came to my mind. I mean, I didn't have to do anything for my blood to start flowing. I didn't have to do anything for, they say there are cells inside my brain. I don't even know whether they are lying because I've never opened the brain to check it. The thing is still working. (laughs) Hallelujah. So when it comes to favor and the things God gives us are already perfect, there are many, many things you don't need to do anything about. This body that God gave me from day zero that I came to this world, as long as it's still working, there are many things I don't have to do for it to work. I just wake up, the brain is working. I wake up, the blood is flowing. Hallelujah. And that should not be taken for granted, though. 
Because there are some people that woke up today, they call them brain dead. So don't think because it is working automatically, you should not know how to thank God. That's why we took some minutes to praise and thank God today. Not just in church, for everyday life. But my point here is that some things God gives us, automatically they flow. I didn't have to say any prayer for my brain to start booting again. It's not that God said, yeah, Pastor T, until you pray for 10 minutes, your brain will not boot this morning. So yes, yes, what has been freely given to us, which again is perfect, in many instances it works automatically. However, even though this body, many things are working automatically without my input because of the perfection of God's creation that has not been contaminated, glory be to God, it's still possible for me through my actions and inactions to corrupt this body. For example, if I start eating things I should not be eating. I talked about this briefly on Wednesday. One God told me, stop eating sugar. If I had continued eating sugar, this is over 10 years ago. For me, oh, I mean, I gave them, my father is 70-something years old. He was here last Sunday. He's still eating sugar. I mean, I, the day I saw it, I screamed. You mean you are still eating sugar? I learned a very big lesson that day. It may be okay for Pastor Bennett to be eating sugar. <laughs> Pastor Tola, if he tries it, <laughs> you will now know that when God said the two are one flesh, you, you have to interpret it properly. <laughs> What's my point? When we hear about favor, we should know there are some things, there are some dimensions of it that will work automatically. There are some dimensions it will not work automatically. My input, my response. If at this age, I'm approaching 50 now, if I don't start exercising and watching what I'm eating, and I'm telling myself, hey, for the last 50 years, my body has been working, you just wake up one morning, the brain will not boot. Not because the brain should not boot, but your Poor choices and poor behavior of how you are living. That's why we are teaching these things. Some things about favor will not work automatically. So if you've been following our teaching, the main emphasis that we are saying is that learn to make purposeful spiritual investments for your future. You should be planning your 2015 now. I mean, 2025 now. Ah, some of you didn't like that. So let me say it again. You should be planning for 2025 from 2019. Glory be to God. And you should be deliberately making purposeful spiritual investments towards manifestations of colors of favor that maybe you are not enjoying yet in 2019, but you would love to see in 2025. That's how the kingdom of God operates. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Hallelujah. That brings me to my next point this morning. Like every other thing in God's kingdom, and that's what Jesus brought us, the kingdom of God. Favor works by the principles of seed time and harvest. We are talking about colors of favor, your life being decorated with favor. Understand that you have it already. Can I hear someone shout, I have it already? 
understand that there are some parts of it that will work automatically without your input, but equally understand some of it will not work or some of it will only work based on your input or it will not work based on your lack of input. There's a dimension of everything in God's kingdom that works by seed time and harvest. In other words, the color of favor that is manifesting in my life in 2019 is a direct result or direct consequence of seeds that I sowed in 2015 and 2016 and 2017. And the decorations of favor that will be evident in my life by 2025, should the Lord Jesus tarry, will be a direct consequence of the seeds that I'm sowing in 2019 and in 2020. If that makes sense, somebody shout amen to that. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Genesis 8:22 Cold and heat shall not cease winter and summer shall not cease day and night shall not cease That is how everything works favor inclusive Oh hallelujah So what does that inform me of if I am aware that I have favor with God and I believe it one of my faith responses to that conviction that I have favor. And if I'm interested in it manifesting in my marriage, in my career, in my ministry, I should start sowing and investing today for what I want to see tomorrow. Praise the Lord. That's good Bible teaching. And that's how to live life. Anybody that's not living life that way is on the wrong road. That will not be you in Jesus' name. Amen. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Open there. We're going to do some good Bible reading from there as well. Galatians 6 from verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever pastor T sows, put your name there, because I'm not just preaching to myself. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. That will he also reap. This is speaking to these parts of favor that only manifest based on what I do or what I don't do. It's not talking about the ones that manifest whether I pray or not pray. My brain is booting when I wake up in the morning or while I was sleeping. No, that one is not in my control. Pastor T. Don't let any devil or anything deceive you. You are only going to report you so. And I'm talking about out of favor. The only favor manifestations that will be evident in your life are the favor manifestations you invest in. Let's read the pretext. Amazing. Verse 6. I want us to read the pretext and the posttext. Pretext, verse 6. Let him that is taught the word share in all good things with him that teaches. So it's giving you how to sow. One way you sow into favor is to communicate in material possessions to people that teach you spiritual things. I'm reading Bible, Lord. I bind every devil. Yes. Hallelujah. 
those words are so powerful. What he said in verse 7, do not be deceived. In other words, there's a temptation to be deceived that we're attacking here. And the deceiver is the devil. Oh, hallelujah. The deceiver is the devil. Look at the next few verses. Verse 8. He that sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. In other words, there is actually no middle ground here. The moment I am not consciously making purposeful spiritual investments, whether I like it or know it or not, I am unconsciously or consciously, unconsciously making purposeful flesh investments. You are going to reap something in 2025, whether you like it or not. The only power favor is affording you is you have the right to choose. He that does not so, he that sows to his flesh will have the flesh corruption. He that sows to the spirit will have the spirit with eternal life. Everybody is actually sowing and reaping. Don't think because you are not doing exercise today, you are not sowing into your physical body. No, that's your laziness or lack of accident. And I'm talking to Pastor T here before somebody gets angry. You are sowing a seed that is not good for your future. Don't think because I didn't do anything, I'm okay. No, sir. There is no middle ground. Amen. And let us not go weary in well-doing or while doing good. In other words, this is not something you do only when Pastor T teaches. This is not something you do from time to time. And there's a temptation to go weary. I've been doing it for the last 10 years. Man, you're going to do it for another 100 years. News flash, when you get to heaven, you're going to continue doing it on another level. Hello? Verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those of the household of faith. Praise God. So what I want to talk about this morning as I close is understand that favor has to be sown for it to be manifested for the color of favor, which I already have, to be evident in my life. For my life to be decorated with favor, one of my faith responses must be sowing into favor deliberately. And really what I want to talk about this morning specifically, if you want to title this, sowing and reaping favor. And more specifically, sowing and reaping financial favor. I will give you two reasons why I want to stress financial favor and sowing financially. Number one, that is how the Bible taught this spiritual truth. It's amazing. They are not teaching us about money. They are teaching us about spiritual realities, but they were using financial and economic natural principles, sowing and reaping, giving and receiving. That is awesome. He didn't have to do it that way. He was telling us how to do ministry. He was telling us how to do marriage. He was telling us how to fulfill our destiny in Christ, how to live spiritually, but he was now using financial and economic 
um, metaphors to teach us spiritual realities. That's amazing. I wish I had more time to dwell on that. Secondly, yesterday I saw something that struck me, and the Holy Ghost spoke to me while I was watching it. I was watching when Donald Trump arrived in Japan. Um, so Donald Trump went to Japan yesterday. Interestingly, for the first time, I actually liked Donald Trump while he was talking. I mean, <laughs> for the, I mean, so while I was watching it, I saw his itinerary and his program. When he arrived in Japan, he did not call together all the pastors. They don't even have pastors in Japan, but he didn't call together all the political leaders. They said the meeting he had was with the business people. He said, I came with 40 in his trip, that 40 of top 40 American businessmen came with me on this trip. He came with businessmen, the top 40, not the guy that has a corner shop, no, top 40 businessmen. And it wasn't anybody that came, it was the head of Toyota. The head of SoftBank, the biggest Japan, the business people. And God spoke to me yesterday, said, you are living in a financial and economic world. If there's one area that you must know how to activate favor, even Jesus, with all his anointing, needed favor for finances. There are people that are not in church today or don't come to church because they can't transport themselves to church. It's a financial and economic problem. So in this church, we knew that years ago, we started providing free bus, and practically every church in Lagos does that. I've talked to people, why did you come to church? Hey, I didn't have clothes to wear. It's a financial and economic problem. Husband and wife fighting, can't live together. You sit down to counsel them, financial and economic problem. You are living in a financial, and when the president of the greatest economy in the world went to the country or with the third economy, they only called the businessmen. Why? They are the influencers of what is going on, naturally speaking. So, though we are not of this world, hello, because we are in this world, we better know how to use God's favor. To work in our advantage financially, economically, or else. Dot, dot, dot. You can fill in the blank space. <laughs> Amen. So this is how God told me to do it this morning. I'm going to talk to you as I close why people don't sow. And why people don't reap favor, sowing and reaping favor. And I'm going to use it financially. Why are people not sowing and reaping financial favor? Or walking in favor with this investment consciousness? We've been talking about that all month long. Every time I make that statement, we've been talking about that all month long. And it sounds foreign to you. It means you have been missing too many church services. Or you came and you were not listening when I was speaking. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And my admonition is that you should repent. You can also title it this way, this part of my sermon, Why People Miss Opportunities to Sow and Reap. Ecclesiastes 11, it doesn't really get much better than the way it was preached and taught there. Ecclesiastes 11, I need to begin to close. And I'm going to just quickly run through this. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give a serving to seven. 
ushers, please do this for me as I go through this. I want you to pass out this white envelope to everybody, except the person that says don't give me, but please give it to everybody. I want to use it to teach something powerful here. Give a serving to seven and also to eight, for you do not know what evil will be upon the earth in 2020, 2021, 2025. So how do you prepare for the evil of tomorrow? So, if the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if a tree falls to the south or to the north in the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. Verse 4 is of utmost importance. He who observes the wind will not sow. But he just doesn't talk to us about sowing. Look at the next statement. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. Some of us are good at sowing but are lousy at reaping. Again, we've been talking about that all month long. You must have an investment mindset. I will not invest 100,000 naira. And by this time tomorrow, I have a return of 20,000 naira. And my 100,000 naira investment is still intact too. That's how you should do kingdom. That's what the Bible teaches. He that observes the cloud, the wind will not slow. He that regards the cloud will not trip. You must sow and reap. Can I hear a loud amen? Verse 5, as you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, even scientists have not been able to figure that out. Sperm is liquid, and before we know it, bones start forming inside the womb of a woman. How does that happen? It's the mystery of God. The same way sowing and reaping is a mystery. As you do not know the way of the wind or how bones grow in the womb of how, um, of how is with child, so you do not know, watch this, look at what it calls sowing and reaping. Know the works of God, the kingdom of God, the operations of God. So you do not know the works of God who makes everything. So he concluded in verse 6 by telling us here, in the morning sow your seed. In the evening sow again. Do not withhold your hand. In January, sow your seed. In May, sow again. Give worship offering. Give ministers offering, sow again. In the morning, sow your seed. In the evening, do not withhold your hand. Let me look at a neighbor and preach that to him or her. Do not withhold your hand. Ah, that neighbor doesn't like you. Look for somebody else that's interested in what we are saying. Preach. Hallelujah. For you do not know which one will prosper, either this or that, or whether both alike will be good. Hallelujah. Five reasons why people do not sow and reap. And I want you to examine yourself in the light of the understanding that this is how favor operates or certain dimensions of favor that we need. Number one, because of a lack of understanding. Sorry, a lack of knowledge. Some people don't know that they ought to give ministers offering. Some people don't know that they ought to give worship offering. I'm bringing it down to financial offerings in church. That's why I want you to see that um, um, envelope. Some people don't know that they ought to tithe. A lack of knowledge. And Hosea 4.6 is still real. People are destroyed because they don't know. Number two, 
a lack of understanding. And I want to take a moment to separate the distinction between knowledge and understanding. I know about cars. And I drive my car every day. I have a lack of understanding about mechanics. That's why I pay Toyota millions of naira to buy a car from them. So many times knowledge is not enough. In this light. I know about computers. I operate my computer every day. I lack IT expertise. That's why I pay Microsoft for their software. If I knew it, I would build my own. Bill Gates doesn't buy Microsoft, I hope you know that. He sells it to you. I know how to use a phone. I use my Apple phone every day. I lack understanding of the operating systems that run IVA. That's why I pay Steve Jobs and his children <laughs> money. Some of us know about sowing and reaping, but we don't really understand what we are doing. And in Matthew 13, Jesus says, Satan steals what is sown in our heart because we don't understand. Not because we don't know. You will see why understanding is important when you consider point three. Why people don't sow and reap. They cave because of pressure. Or like Ecclesiastes says it that we just read, because they observe the wind. Why are you not giving a minister's offering? Hey, I don't have money. That statement is a statement born out of lack of understanding. Does it make sense that I don't have money, that's why I should not give? Yes, naturally speaking. But if you understand the importance of sowing and reaping, do you know why you are going to give an offering even though you don't have money? Huh? Do you know why? If you really understand why sowing and reaping is important, let me say, this, let me say to you this way. Listen to me. The person that should be giving the biggest offering in this church should be the poorest person in this church. I will say it again. You see, this is where knowledge and understanding pathways. Knowledge, they will say, ah, okay, we understand. They don't have money. Mm. When we truly understand, you will know that the person that should be praying the most dangerous prayer in this church should be that person that is barren and believing God for children. I keep saying it. I'm not as vibrant as I was with uh, communion today. I've relaxed now. I have three children. <laughs> but in those days, sir, when you get to heaven, they will tell you, the blood that Pastor T drank. As I didn't have problem. How many months after your first child came? He didn't drink as much blood as me. If I can use drinking blood. The same way economically. It is not the millionaire in church that should be giving the best offering. No. See, knowledge and understanding. If you really understand the importance of sowing and reaping, the broker you are the more your sowing will be. Because, man, you are broke. You need to come out of that hole. You are barren. Your prayer should be on another level. You are jobless. The way you are serving God. Hey, not this one that has a bank job. That's where understanding kicks in. And when people lack understanding, when pressure comes, deep can't call out to deep. I taught you about that a few weeks ago. The deeper your problem, the deeper your response. But when you lack understanding, you cave to pressure. Hey, why didn't you give? We are doing projects offering in church. You have not yet given yet. I don't have money. Ah! 
The first offering should be the guy that doesn't have money. The first one. The best one. And you know God measures best based on measures. So the widow with the two mites gave more than the millionaires that were in the church. Because like Jesus said, they give out of their abundance. They already have children. This one needs a breakthrough. People don't give, number three, because they observe the wind and they regard the clouds. I've not worked in six months. That is the more reason why you should give the biggest project offering you can because you've not worked in six months. But you see, it will take understanding to do that. Number four, I have to close quickly. Lifestyle or a lack of preparation. So we had a women's conference and we invited guest speakers and somebody did not give a minister's offering even though they were blessed like Galatians just taught us. And the reason is that they didn't have the offering. We've been announcing women's conference since 10 years ago. We've been doing it every year. Why should the conference come and you don't have a seat to sow? Hello? Look at 1 Corinthians 16, verse 1. Watch what Paul taught and watch the place of preparation where sowing and reaping is concerned. Now, concerning the collection for the saints, a kind of offering, as I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you in Kingsward, the Kedja, must also do. On the first day of every week, let each one of you lay something aside. Storing up as he may prosper. You give according to your level. Hey, you give according to your level. One naira offering is acceptable by God. If you can still find the one naira note. Ten naira is acceptable by God. If that's all you have. Hello. And you prepare to give it. As much as God prospers you. So God can understand that they only gave. So God looked at the offering basket. You know, the, other day, the Bible said Jesus looked at that offering. He saw the rich giving. He saw the widow. And he said the widow gave more. God can understand, for example, a church of our size. So he sees 200, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 naira ministers offering. Okay, it's because that's what they have. What he can't understand is only three people gave ministers offering. He can't understand it. And may you start understanding the way God understands. Only five people like that one. May you start understanding the way God understands. Yeah. On the first day of the week, lay aside something, storing up as it may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. And number five, I'm going to go deeper in these things in the vigil with the workers on Friday. I was still watching on leadership vigil. Well, number five, lack of commitment. Again, John 12, 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies. That's the only way a seed brings forth fruit. It has to die first. It will not bring forth much grain. Let me tell you this story as I close. Monday, they invited me for a minister's meeting. 
They told me last Sunday after service. The notice came very late. Oh, Monday morning, I'm not too busy. Sometimes I don't come to the office. So I said I will come. I even sent to them I will come. I woke up Monday when I started getting ready. That rain fell. <laughs> you know that rain of Monday? I'm a Lagosian. When it rains like that, I know Lagos is gridlock. I told them I love my life. I didn't tell them anything. I just I stayed in my house. I don't want to use four hours in traffic. I have other things to do. I didn't go. I was interested, but I wasn't committed. This morning, it rained. Although it wasn't as bad as Monday. But if the rain this morning was two times as bad as Monday, I will still be in church. I'm committed to this meeting. That one, I'm not committed. In a way, it speaks of observing the cloud. Sometimes we don't do what we are supposed to do that we know God tells us to do because we are not committed. And there are certain manifestations we will never have unless we demonstrate commitment. So please, I want you to look at your life. Like I've been saying, plan for the future. Don't beat yourself about the past. Would you like to see more manifestations of divine favor in your life? In 2025, would you like your life to be more decorated with favor? Talk to me, I can't hear you. Please learn how to respond in faith to favor. The operative word in what I just said is what? Learn. If any of these five things has been hindering you from practicing this envelope I've said over and over again, this is a sermon in this church. This is me. You should be able to look at this envelope I'm saying pretty consistently I've been tithing, pretty consistently I've been worshiping, giving worship offering, pretty consistently I've been being in violence offering. It may not be every week. It may not be every month, but five, six months of a year should not disappear. And you can't say you've not, in a reasonable sense, given benevolence offering. You are not giving a portion to seven and a portion to eight. And it's because you don't understand the power of sowing and reaping. Thank God for what your worship offering will do, but you don't know whether it's your benevolence offering that will bring forth the harvest you desire. Oh, I've been giving thanksgiving offering. See, that's why we set up church the way we set up church. We are not doing Thanksgiving service today, but next month we do Thanksgiving service. It will be the last Sunday of the half year. We should be thankful. And we should do it also with our finances. Sowing into favor. I give ministers offerings. People that carry strange oil that I don't get every week should not come to my church. And as God has enabled me, I can't communicate back to them. If I was blessed though, if I was blessed, our church should not be doing a project and my 10 naira at least is not inside. Talk about partnership, we talk about missions, we have missions. So you should just spread as God gives opportunities. Sowing financially into favor so that favor can decorate and it will decorate your life in the name of Jesus. Rise on your feet, lift those hands to God. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000. 
0640.